I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at DDDNFL on Twitter, and of course follow the group, at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal, it's at Ryan Peacock NFL. What's going on, buddy? Well, we're what, under a week, under a week away from going to Green Bay. So what has been going on is I've been packing my bag with the least amount of things possible so I can bring back the most amount of things possible. It's interesting, and I want to raise this point straight off the bat because I don't think we can get around it. We have so to anybody out there listening, we have a group chat that goes every time we go to Green Bay, so everyone can kind of get to know each other. And in the group chat, or know who to avoid. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, Scotty, shout out. Um, so Callum, Callum, he's just <laughs> mental. One of you will be sleeping in the bathtub. So it came up about boxers here, and I was shocked, Ryan. Shocked. Okay. Do you want to inform the people what type of disgusting behaviour was being discussed? And there's ladies in this group, and I feel sorry for him. Well, look, sorry. Scotty had a good point. He's obviously doing the same thing. He's going to go over there, spend a few, a few bob, a few and uh, come back with some, uh, come back with some new merch, some new threads. Mm-hmm. So he said that he's only going to pack himself two pairs of pants and two pairs of socks. And if you're there for four days, you can understand that he's probably switching them around, turning them inside out, and uh, it's a pretty good packing plan in my eyes. I'd err on the side of caution not for skid marks but simply just for personal hygiene for Christ's sake I mean two really I mean how big are your boxers is it this a manly thing that you've got so much you need so much ball space <laughs> that you wear like double XL long johns and maybe, they're the only things that fit maybe he's got some sort of Kim Kardashian butt going on and so his mm. pants are rather large but yeah there you go you never thought we'd be talking about your pants on the podcast did you Scotty no but it's so. happening. He's got very weird dress sense. And this is a man who's proud to send on his bad dress sense. He's a bit of a peacock, is Scully man. Don't you can't sully my name like that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Apologies. I'll tell you an interesting fact about peacocks, eh? Go on. Only the male ones uh have the beautiful, colourful feathers. Explains a lot. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. That's not really that interesting, <laughs> is it? I don't really know anything about peacocks, to be no, honest. You think you would? Uh, yeah. You think you would with that name? Why are you called peacock anyway? Were you like a peacock herdsman or something back in the day? Is that uh, where the I, I reckon was? my ancestors were peacock farmers or some kind of thing like that. <laughs> Jeez. Well, no, some surnames come from professions, don't they? Butchers, bakers. Yeah. Uh, or the son of Richard, as in Richardson. Mm. You know, so. I'm peacock, yeah. I guess, um, yeah, maybe a peacock farmer. Uh, there was, there's, there's a joke there. I'm not going to go there because it's there very is. controversial. And for the uh, for the brief period, I actually followed on from my degree and did a little bit of teaching. Uh, some of the kids, some of the kids, sort of pointed that out a few times. So yeah. I was, I ended up becoming the cool teacher. That said, you know what, you guys just call me Ryan. Oh, that, you know what? You get suspicious when a teacher says that. You're like, okay, hold yeah. on a second. What's your second name? Doesn't matter, lads. Call me Ryan. Yeah. What's your second name? Uh, Mr. Green, though. <laughs> yeah. So just, just yeah. call me Ryan. Because that's the thing. You've either got to go really obvious with how bad it is, you know, or not have a borderline name that they can do anything with. For instance, <laughs> if your second name was Orange and nothing rhymes with it, apart from, you know, if you're Eminem, you get that stuff to work. But Ryan, we've got a lot to talk about. and We're having our usual uh, pre-podcast amble. Mm-hmm. A bit of What do you want faff. to talk about? Cut downs? 
Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Matt Stafford's redonkulous contract. Oh, okay. You want to go there first. Uh, Matt Stafford is worth every penny of that contract. Really? Wow, there's a, there was a big silence there. I'm guessing you didn't think I was going to say that. No, I didn't. But like, I can understand. Right, go on. Tell me what you're saying, and then right. we can either call you clown of the week or not. Because I've got a few candidates for that, but you might be in the running here to be num- numero uno. Okay, fine. So for as long as I've watched Green Bay, Detroit have sucked, right? And they sucked probably far longer than that. Matt Stafford comes up in town. Um, he is a quarterback. A bit like how Aaron Rodgers is sometimes said that at times he carried our offense in times when it was struggling. If we didn't have Aaron Rodgers, we wouldn't be anywhere close to where we got that season. Hmm. Stafford does the same for the Detroit Lions. Now, his problem is that he has nowhere near enough talent on the rest of the squad. So he he can't do that. And obviously he's not as good a quarterback as Aaron Rodgers. But if the Detroit Lions didn't have Matt Stafford, they would be the basement team every year. They'd be like, the Jets are going to be this year. The Browns were last year. They would be that kind of team. Matt Stafford actually pulls them up to some level of decency just because he is that good of a quarterback. Yeah, do you know what? I'm not going to argue with you. I was only joking. I think Matt Stafford is a good quarterback. I think he's got a great arm, good accuracy. And in today's market where we see the likes of uh, Derek Carr uh, get paid massive money. Andrew Luck, who, mm-hmm. yes, is a good quarterback yeah. um, behind a, a really shitty O-line. Yeah. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins, he's paid a ridiculous amount because he hates the team that he plays for and just decides to, yeah, I'm going to get 20, 30 million off you a year. Cool. And keeps getting franchise tagged. So that's him. So let, let's remind people of the money. So uh, I read this piece by Dan Grazia, Dan Graziano on ESPN, uh, which is fun to say and do. Um, so 135 million over five years, which is 27 million a year. And look, it's mind boggling money. But Dan Graziano's piece kind of shows us that he's really set the bar for even how the contract is structured. So to sort of give you the eye-watering numbers behind this, all of us mere mortals, 60.5 million of that is guaranteed. He gets a 50 million signing bonus, which is the highest in history. So mm-hmm. what was odd over the last number of years was is Andrew Luck got 47 million, Derek Carr got 40 million. Huge uh, guaranteed money. But Indomitian Sue still led with 59.95 million. And when he signed his deal with the Dolphins back in 2015, that was a monster deal that they said would, and I keep hearing this, and I've only heard it really this year, reset the market. So he reset the market with that kind of money. But even quarterbacks, to to say how important they were to the team, they never got that, you know, big time guaranteed money, which is weird. Um, So he's 92 million in injury guarantees and... Graziano's piece puts that into perspective with other quarterbacks that have recently signed deals, which is Andrew Luck, 87 million, and Derek Carr, 70.2 million, injury money. And mm-hmm. what the most astounding part about the piece and about this contract is, is first off the percentages. So 40% is fully guaranteed at signing. So that's 60.5 million equates to 40% of the entire contract. So like that's a ridiculous amount of money and 60.7% is guaranteed against injury so even if he gets clobbered uh, and can't play anymore he's still going to get well over half of his contract which is just absolutely ridiculous but more than that he gets his 51 million on signing this year and 86 million of his 92 million guaranteed in injury guarantees becomes payable uh, next year in 2018 to put that into perspective look 
it takes four years for his contract to fully realise because you know Derek Carr has got paid what he's got paid but when you average out the money over the years I think Andrew Luck's deal is still above that but Luck it takes him four years to fully realise all his cashola whereas Matt Stafford it takes him seven months to fully realise that guaranteed portion seven months so they're saying this is very significant for the for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and for a team as frugal as the Packers when it comes to you know contracts now, I know you can argue that point because Clay matches is on huge money. Nick Perry got paid huge money uh, with a lot guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers' money is going to be stratospheric. But Ryan, let me put it to you this way. And I know that people are scratching their heads at this quarterback money. Like, if, when you look at the likes of English soccer and Paul Pogba's getting what he's paid, Neymar is getting what he's paid to play in a piss-poor league. You know, they're bit-par players in an 11-man team. And, like, they need to be fed by the midfield or whatever, Right. When you look at a quarterback, the quarterback is the be-all and end-all. If Aaron Rodgers gets knocked out, and I know we all like the dream that Brett Hundley put in, will do the job and do the business and keep us, you know, there and thereabouts. But the quarterback, obviously, is the... Like, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, your team is nothing. Are these quarterbacks still not value for money at these crazy prices? They are if they can take you to the playoffs every year. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if they can get you to the big game, they're worth every penny. So... They are going to keep getting paid this sort of this sort of cash, um, and and I guess it can I don't know it can only get so high you would think because mm. there's only so much money to go around everyone but um, and obviously if you start pouring it all into one position then there's other guys on the team that are going to want to get paid and all the rest of it. Um, now I did see reports the other day though that they they're thinking that Aaron Rodgers could become the first 200 million man in professional football. Yeah. So it's certainly showing no signs of slowing down if, if that sort of claim uh, comes true, you know. Um, crazy money, I'll never be able to understand that sort of money. Uh, most of us won't. Um, but I do think in this in this environment at the moment, in the league, as, as it stands and with what everyone else is getting paid, um, Matt Stafford certainly deserves that amount of money. Yeah, because let's face it, what's the alternative? It's the same as Arsenal Football Club. Um, and again looking at the stats of the podcast I know we've got a listeners in America and we hope we don't use this when we talk about Premier League but it puts us in the right sort of perspective you know people that are trying to replace Arsene Wenger and you're kind of looking at like who are you going to get look what happened to United um, look what's happening at West Ham sorry Ryan Digg um, but you know it's it's what the, what's the alternative manager and similarly what's the alternative to Stafford if you don't think he's worth it uh, my brother-in-law is a staunch Redskins fan and with this whole debacle with Kirk Cousins just staying and taking the money but not really committing himself to the team you know mm. it's unsettled and it's kind of just kicking the can down the road to a degree I mean what's the alternative to Kirk Cousins if you do want to get rid of him do you not just want to make that mind-blowing deal and another thing Ryan that stands out to me is remember when Derek Carr uh, got paid and they asked Aaron Rodgers on some radio show you know do you think it's time that your contract is coming to it and his comments and to paraphrase and to look back through a lens was kind of like he was sort of saying now I don't know whether they took his words out of context here but saying like you know I think you have to you know look at his deal now and now that Stafford's got paid there's articles coming out where he's saying look there's still plenty of time I've got two years left on the deal like of course he's going to want to wait longer and longer because the contracts are only going to get higher and higher yeah well did you see there might be some uh, there might be some truth in him needing to get paid I don't know if you saw the picture on Sam Decker's Twitter account uh, Sam Decker if you don't know guys used to be a Wisconsin Badger mm. basketball player um, and Aaron Rodgers was around his house appearing to do some plumbing work so he's obviously having to do a bit <laughs> on the side 
um, which was a great photo, uh, one I didn't think I'd see. But yeah, he's <laughs> laid underneath the sink doing something in Sam Decker's house. Jesus. So pretty cool. Actually, I need him around my gaff because uh, we're going to get a dishwasher. Yeah, and, and I, I don't need think... a new bathroom and new kitchen, so I don't know if we can get that going. Is he in the phone book, do you think? Was it under <laughs> a, 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 a Rod Plumbing? I mean, that's going to put you at the top of the listing. Do you still get yellow pages? Is that a thing? <laughs> or is it the blue book that has, I don't know, I can't yeah. remember, the Thompson directory? That was another one. Well, I'll tell you what. Some people probably listening to this have no idea what they are. Yeah, 11811 used to be the, the thing over here. Yellow Just, pages. Exactly Irish one. Yeah. <laughs> It's the one that and the lads used to have these real 80s tashes. Actually, very like Aaron Rodgers. Actually, I must look back to see if that was Aaron Rodgers. Um, another thing as well, Ryan, is that I've got so many candidates for Clown of the Week. It's ridiculous. Um, and I'd like to maybe get into that because I know the buzz and what everyone wants to hear is the 53-man roster, uh, who it is, what we think about it, but the, even the moves and shakes that are going on as we speak. Um, but shall we kick off Clown of the Week? Yeah, I think we should, because I've been sat around all this week, as you know, trying to find somewhere to live. So I haven't actually found any clowns of my own. So I reckon you should put them to me and uh, maybe I'll get to choose one. What do you reckon? Cool, cool. Let's kick it off. Clown of the week. Oh, haven't heard that jingle for a while, Rhino. So I've got a few of them. Uh, One I'm going to leave for last just really pisses me off and I think it's really unfair and I'm going to try to equate it. The first one is just it's just kind of silly. You know when you have sort of an affection for someone um, and a player and it's kind of like Jermichael. I know. Stop. So it's where I had an affection for Jermichael Finley and then he goes out and talks a load of shit and then you're kind of thinking what a douche. And then Greg Jennings you know he left and then he almost instantly mm-hmm. started talking trash and there was all these memes with him stabbing Aaron Rodgers in the back Sam Shields you know had a lot of affection for him felt sorry for him picked up concussions but then you see a story come out have you seen the story about that he's going to be suspended for two games now he's a free yeah. agent Ryan yeah do you want to remind the people of how ridiculous the story is or do you want me to go ahead and, and blaze through it so apparently he comes to his front door smoking um, an illegal cigarette, shall we say? Yeah. But who was at the and door, the, Rhino? Uh, well, it was the police. The Brown County Drug Task Force. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're not going to spot what it is. Uh, smoking uh, a blunt. Now, I don't know the rules about smoking marijuana in Wisconsin, but I'm guessing you cannot. No. I'm I, guessing otherwise would be in trouble, would he? Or was it set? No, it's probably bad. Like, I, I mean, again... He got caught because he got something posted to his gaff. So it says in the news here that, quote, suspicions of drug-related activity based on a parcel sent through the U.S. mail. Dear Jesus, apparently this was broke by uh, Rob Domofsky. So he gets probably a big-ass bong <laughs> sent through. Well, who knows what it is? Yeah. Uh, what, what's it say? Drug-related activity based on a parcel sent through. Like, surely he's not getting the drug sent through, right? Well, who knows? Um, but look, I kind of feel sorry for the guy on this. He's had his concussion problems, right? Uh, he still suffers from headaches. You'd guess it's still an issue, which is why he hasn't been signed by somebody. Mm. And whatever drugs and so on that they're allowed to take, obviously, maybe not working. There has been plenty of reports into the fact that actually marijuana can be very good for pain relief. Um, even use it in sort of after games with people with players feeling. Uh, you know, sort of banged up and all the rest of it. Mm. Maybe it works for concussions, who knows? But there's plenty of reports to suggest that it's actually a positive thing to use. And actually, it's healthier than continually taking prescription drugs. So 
I always get a bit stuck on this one. Now, I'm not somebody that's ever used marijuana, apart from an accidental night at university. Um, but what? It was accidental. Maybe I'll tell the story sometime. Okay. Um, but look, I, I, I kind of don't really get... I think there's enough evidence there now to start to allow this. And I know that the NFLPA have already sort of spoke to the NFL about it being an acceptable substance for a player to use. Mm. Now, I don't know if that will ever come around because it does send probably a horrible message to any any sort of children or, or anybody that's looking up to these guys as role models. But I think marijuana as, as a use, as a, a pain relief drug, can be no worse than putting man-made chemicals into your body over and over again every week after every injury, after every headache, after every concussion. So... Yeah, dumb thing to do. Probably probably even a separate subject to what you're talking about because obviously it was just the fact it was dumb to come to the door with it in your hand um, when the police were stood outside. But I kind of feel sorry for him in the fact that this is even an issue. Yeah, well, Mike Randall used to smoke uh, tobacco, but he used to smoke the Rollies old school. Probably, I think he didn't even smoke a yeah. filter, an old army man. Um, and the odd time he used to talk and he'd have the fag hanging out of his mouth and you know where to like do that little bobby thing and he'd be like oh you're talking about and he'd be going bop, 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 bop. I was hoping that he'd answer the door like my granddad you know like just open it like, how's it going <laughs> and just this blunt gun bop, 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 bop. now again just... all of this stuff is alleged yes but he did plead no contest and he paid 500 quid fine but two game suspension uh, but according to this piece um, it says that, you know, no one has shown real interest in him, but that's what's going to happen when you have about, you know, 70 concussions uh, in your career. So, look, most of the stuff is alleged because even in the piece it says um, several jars of green plant material consistent with the appearance of marijuana. So you don't know what it is. I don't know what he got you know, sent through in the post. Who knows? I know, obviously, he's been banned for two games and he's not signed for anybody. And obviously, that that, that ban will be, if he, if he signs for somebody, obviously, the first two games of that contract, he will still be banned for, right? Mm, yeah. But once I had a sending off on a, on a game of Sunday League football, and uh, I think I was banned for about eight games or something like that. And it, it was over the Christmas period. Mm. And every game was a frozen pitch or waterlogged pitch. And I actually only missed one game that was actually on because they did it on a time period and not a game basis so that's how uh, that's how he should have got his band done really but um a what did you do to get banned for eight goddamn games well i think i think i've led to this one before this is the same game where i got sent off twice in one game well yeah what was that so, yeah. did you get two four weeks suspensions for each sending off <laughs> and no no, no. i think i think one was the normal uh one match ban and then the rest of it was for basically just being a bit of a pisshead mate yeah but for not leaving the field and all the rest of it you're not you're not really a wallflower you wouldn't strike me as the type of guy who blends into the background like how did you get back onto the pitch to be able to keep playing Oh, no, no, you see, no, 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 no. See, I never left because I didn't realise I'd been sent off because I was still being so angry at a particular individual. Right. So I was sent off by the referee. Yeah. And then by the time it all fizzled out because I looked at the guy and I thought he'd had enough, um, the referee came up to me and sent me off, which I thought was my first one. But in the match report, it said that he had to send me off twice because I hadn't left the field. And that's where the big ban and the big fine came from. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, you're a nut job. Like, you're, you're probably... I've relaxed a lot now. I, that was in my younger days. Oh. I was still very angry at my dad. Oh, okay. This yeah. is for the uh, Psychology Sigmund <laughs> Freud podcast. All of a Sunday. I'm up for it. 
let me talk about this second clown of the week and this is something that really irks me and it's not something that I sort of raised in pre-prod because I wanted to let it out wanted to let it all hang let out, out with it. let it out here leave it out because I wanted to get it out <laughs> and just to, uh, who the f- is that guy so I wanted to let it out because this is something that really annoys me so you know this is a day especially for us who is doing a you know do a podcast on it talk about it ad nauseum we've so many different groups going me and you are always bantering about it uh, the Packers you know Jesus you know my partner is pregnant second child still heading over to Green Bay coming back the child might even be born so you know that's how deep we are into it but the thing is and it's a very very sad day is roster cut day especially now Ryan because like you've said on previous podcasts you know it used to be reduced to 75 I think it was and then down to 53 and that was tough enough but at least you get kind of um, you know you sort of pare it down and people that have a rough idea because I suppose when you watch Hard Knocks, you see the guys who are really fringe guys, and then mm-hmm. it goes into their family almost deliberately to draw this thing out. <laughs> you know, it's like going, and his wife had four kids and they can barely feed them. And then he's like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And then, and Dave was cut. You know, like, and they love that whole thing about <laughs> building them up about the kids and the dogs and the shelters and the charity yeah. work he does and all the rest, and how this is childhood dream has wanted it for forever. And oh, he still has potential. No, he doesn't. He's going to get sacked. And so, it's always the wife saying something along the lines of, oh, this will be our 14th home in three years. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And you see the real estate people watching the program, like, oh, sweet, these guys are suckers. So <laughs> the thing is, is that, like, at the end of the day, it is a very sad day for an awful lot of people. So they, they've shaved off, so from a 90-man roster down to 53 is a dumper load of people whose childhood dreams are going to be crushed, who might never make it back into the NFL. Some people are veterans, get cooked, get picked up by somebody else. Some people are rookies, get cooked, get picked up by somebody else. But for an awful lot of these people, that's it for them. 2% of people who are in the college game make it to the pros. And a lot of people along the way are, you know, mentally and physically injured, hurt by these cutdowns. And it's a very sad day. People's dreams die and we see the camaraderie that happens in the locker room. Like, watch episode one of Hard Knocks see everybody sitting in the meeting room and then watch the last episode only two minutes in and you'll usually go and see a meeting and it looks like a skeleton staff it's a sad sad day and these people's dreams have been crushed in front of our eyes and then this is where the clown comes in is that you'll have some arses who get on twitter and go oh you know at John Crockett has just been cut by the Packers per whatever and they at the player I can't imagine fighting for my life fighting for my dream and what it comes down to is some dickhead from wherever atting me on twitter saying i've just been sacked and coldly matter of factly like this guy as if i can't see it like and again i notice like oh if you're gonna say it you know be brave enough to say it to someone's face like no i like i wouldn't want anybody saying oh Stephen o'brien has been sacked by blah 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 like leave it out and then on top of that the, the, even worse than that and it's, these are the same people i would say who pimp out dead relatives on Facebook for likes, who go, dear dad, love you, miss you, can't believe you're gone 17 years. And you're like, oh, listen, your dad doesn't have a Facebook, stop doing that. I understand that you're hurting and some people have different ways of grieving. Um, but They might have Facebook in heaven. I doubt it. And Go like ahead. the thing is, they probably, you know, Jesus, if you look, I need some place to get away from social media. If that ends up being heaven, then so be it. So... You know, it's the same type of people who do it that they just use people's emotions to try get self-esteem. Just like Pac-Man eating up self-esteem like a millennial. Just You know, I need Instagram likes. It's like that funny meme that used to go around of the doctor in the scrubs looking at a, at a laptop computer saying, if I only get four more likes, I can save this girl's life. You know, because like, say amen if you want this person to live. So 
that what they do is is they say oh no I'm devastated for at you know D'Angelo Yancey or whatever for getting cut today he was a baller balled out best person ever unbelievable can't believe it once in a lifetime never gonna see it again uh, and all this and they do it and they at the person on the day that they've been crushed to try get that person to retweet them or like them if you like that person and that's how you feel maybe and you had that much respect for them maybe don't at them on the day that they've just been annihilated internally by getting their childhood <laughs> and everything they worked for you know it's imagine like oh i really 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 like this I know but, what you're saying you know, know like is that not the most like you know social media whorish thing you can do to try get a like and retweet what's he gonna do and go listen my childhood dreams have been crushed but retweet you know what i mean that's not gonna is that gonna happen it's not gonna happen no. and it's cruel stop it clown fair enough I don't, I don't really, you kind of said it all because it was like it was it was a quite an epic rant, uh, so it obviously really does irk you. Um, I think fair enough, uh, fair enough on saying sort of like good luck, um, especially when they sign them for another team or whatever. You know, good luck, yeah. uh, glad for what you did in the green and gold or that thing. But yeah, bang that out straight on the day. Probably probably little more little more tact <laughs> yeah jesus wait till the body is cold i mean don't be coming out going you know maybe i'm sure some of these lads even get tweets before they realize it themselves you know he's just coming out from speaking to ted thompson and all of a sudden his phone's gone and half of it's at has just been cut and the other is like oh what a ball or ball out blah 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 just like listen just piss off leave the guy alone the best thing you can do i think as an athlete almost is to not have a twitter account at these times you know the minute if they say uh ted wants to speak to you go yeah just hold on a sec and delete your twitter because you know, to put up with that type of stuff and you know what and i say it with experience in the way not that i've been sacked and everybody in the whole firm was tweeting about me when i was leaving the door with my box of stuff but i think that happened to a packers running back last year who was cut and someone said at whatever has been cut and he replied all or quoted it and it was the only one he quoted and said listen bro you know you don't like why are you doing this you know and so look it's with experience it's not just me going off on a wild round oh but anyway will we talk about the lads who are left the lads who are left yeah in what sense in the 53 dudes in the 53 we should probably get on to that are you going to decide which of those was your clown or are you just having two this week um, yeah no we're going to two we have to go to two uh, Sam okay. Shields I was letting Sam off were you well yeah do you know yeah. what Let, let's go with the second one because it just agitates me even more <laughs> even more say, than the whole you, cap deserves to be in the team thing for a whole 38 minutes so <laughs> you obviously feel pretty strong about it yeah join us next week to find out who made the 53 man <laughs> roster after yeah. week one to find out the conclusion of Steve's rant but hey you know <laughs> in fairness we we might be better off leaving the 53 man roster until next week we're not gonna but like we're really better off because there's still gonna be some moves and shakes all the yeah. way up into game one so Ryan let's have a look at this then let me know and let everyone out there know what of the 53 man thing like in sort of a snippet what kind of I don't know if we could use shocked you because I don't know if there's anything really shocked us but what did you find unusual about the roster as it stands well, yeah okay so look this is the first year as i've said uh previously this is the first year where the whole 90 odd blokes got cut down to 53 on one day or one weekend i know there's a few done before the game but but mainly all in one it so you used to have it where i think you'd come down to 75 you'd come down to 60 something you'd be down to 53 um and you'd do it sort of week on week so you could see what another team was doing and then they released that guy and you go actually i think that's an upgrade on what i've got 
and and you know things like that would be happening throughout the preseason. Mm. Doing it the way they've done it, the positives are they get to work with these players for longer, and see them over more real game tape, so they can make better informed decisions about the guys on the edge or on the bubble as they like to call it. So that's a positive. The negative is now that everybody's cut everybody on the same weekend. And so we're getting the final 53. And as we've already seen with the Green Bay Packers and I'm sure many other teams, the final 53 has already changed uh, at least a couple of times, Hmm. you know? Um, So this is the thing now. So the final 53 is not really that may continue to change. And actually there's a number of players been released from other teams with it that I think, you know, we should maybe be looking at. Yeah, yeah, it's an odd one. Like some things that have happened after the fifty-three got penned in have been odd to me. But one thing that yeah. strikes me about this, and I actually I've been saying it, and I believe I've said it on the podcast a couple of times, and someone else said it, and the quote someone famous Packer writer left on it, I can't remember who it was, was "Stay woke," and it's just my favorite phrase because it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It so doesn't make any sense. Stay past tense is ridiculous. Stay woke. Stop it. But anyway, stay woke. Um, Look, I guess the biggest one that I just that the two uh, wide receivers that were drafted were both cut. Mm. Um, Now, I think I said a few weeks back, don't be surprised if that happens. And I actually said, don't be surprised if they get cut and we keep McCaffrey. Well, I was wrong about McCaffrey, but I was right about him getting cut. So I guess what they're going to look at is maybe to see if they come on the practice squad. Um, But I think certainly... Uh, Dupree could probably be picked up by somebody else. The thing is, by the time this even goes out, it could have all changed again, you know? It, yeah. It's very difficult, but I guess that would be the biggest shock. Um, I think another shock, not necessarily a bad shock, but another shock was that we kept all the running backs that mm. we drafted, yeah. um, plus Ty. Um, so that that was one thing. Um, I'm still not still not overly convinced on, on linebackers, and I'm wondering if that's where someone that we might pick some people up. Obviously, we've done it with Armored Brooks, and we've just picked up the um, the young kid Odin uh, from Atlanta Falcons who was cut. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're already starting to build from the other teams. And that's the thing. You might have seen that being done a bit earlier. Um, but because of this now not having to cut right to the end, you're going to get some last-minute additions that have not really had much time with the team. They may not even factor into the Packers for a few weeks into the season. Yeah, and I think that's an important point. Like, first off, Chris Odom from the Falcons, and I know he's meant to be a beast, and everyone gets super excited and says, oh, he's, you know, he's 12 and a half sacks um, last season and all the rest. I don't like the fact, because especially when you look at the likes of, well, I don't know. All right, let me gather my thoughts live here. Um, I suppose on Hard Knocks, when you look at it, is that you'll see good players that they really want to keep that they just can't keep because they've so much talent and depth at that position. And that's okay. But then you get some lads who are cut who just really aren't good and who have some very obvious visible flaws. And I just don't want it to be a case that Chris Odom got cut because he had serious, obvious flaws for the Falcons. I don't know. And But it looks like that, you know, they're going to use him as an outside linebacker, which is something that we need. And I mean, some help is better than no help. So I think what everybody's saying and the consensus gener- generally online is, is what shocked people is, is that we've only two quarterbacks on the roster. I'm not that shocked. Uh, apparently, it's the first time since 2013 that we've only kept two. Other years, we've kept three. And th- let me just weigh in on this as well. So we had Joe Callahan and Taysom Hill fighting it out in preseason for that uh, quarterback three spot. Taysom Hill uh, had sexier play, more dynamite play, all the rest of it. But let's remind ourselves, this is quarterback three. And at the end of the day, you know, the more casual fan, who cares? And if you're not going to keep a third quarterback, it really doesn't matter. You can do backflips naked over the end zone. 
um, you know you're probably going to get fined for it but you know no one's really going to care at the end of the day Taysom Hill was good but he was old he was 27 and a lot of a lot of people have affection for Joe Callahan, and I had to kind of laugh at the sort of shortness of memory so people were saying he was kept last year. I remember Mike McCarthy came out and said, how could you not keep this guy because of his play? Let's remind people, right? We had Aaron Rodgers and we had Brett Hundley on an injury. So is it any surprise that we kept Joe Callahan? Do you know? Like, I mean, we needed a quarterback three, did we not? Because we didn't really have a quarterback two with Brett Hundley being injured with that ankle injury. So why did he make the team? Because he dynamite play? Sure. But did we need him? Of course we did. He says, answering his own questions. So two quarterbacks, first time mm-hmm. since 2013. Uh Keeping all the running backs, to me, Ryan, wasn't a massive surprise because we, and I say this, we only have kept five wide receivers. Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Jeff Janis, and Trevor Davis. Geronimo Allison is going to be back in week two, so someone's going to lose their spot when he comes back in. And remember, Ty Montgomery as a running back, he's still basically a receiver. Uh, Jamal Williams is good at receiving as well. So if you look at Ty Montgomery, if he was, if the you know Packers were a fantasy team, he'd be your flex. You'd have him in as kind of a you know running back kind of wide receiver. And I said that on um, Talksport. I said that Ty Montgomery was in danger because if he didn't step up and really grab it by the balls as running back one, he was in danger because we looked like we were going to keep seven wide receivers, him not being classed as a wide receiver. And he had nowhere else to go on the team if he didn't make it a running back and he was in danger. Now that answers that Mm -hmm. question because we have five running backs, six when Geronimo Allison comes back, which he will. And then Ty Montgomery is going to float between the two if he doesn't make gains in the run game. And we've got Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones. I am surprised in a way that we kept that amount of running backs because I don't think Devontae Mays was tacked on but obviously the Packers are hedging their bets the same as they are with the offensive line with keeping 10 offensive linemen are you shocked by the 10 yeah. or do you think is it because of the injuries we need that well, many bodies there uh, the, the 10, 10 offensive line guys shocks me a little bit just because I don't think the depth is there in that position but what I would say is with the running backs as well and the offensive line those are the areas that may have to have somebody cut to uh, include the likes of Allison week one, uh, week two, sorry, when he comes back. Um, looking at the likes of bringing Ahmed Brooks onto the roster because he doesn't have a roster spot as yet. Mm. Um, and of course, the guy that they just signed, Odom. And then anybody else that comes in, there's got to be move around. So again, this sort of comes back to that. Yes, it's the final 53, but it's not quite that final yet. Yeah. Uh, and then if you look at some of the players that they're they're looking at the on the offensive line, you know an awful lot of people are giving out online as if anyone I suppose cares about that but Jason Spriggs has been getting a lot of guff but Ryan who do you see as the as the person who's going to be squeezed out by a Mad Brooks coming on and any other new signing that we have and Geronimo Allison coming in I mean who gets pushed for me I don't see the need to have that many running backs so I think one of the running backs will go Um, I think offensive line they're probably still going to keep playing around with that and trying to and trying to find you know who fits best they know who the starting line is but if somebody gets hurt they're going to want options there um i do think as well there's plenty of offensive linemen around around the league um that they might look at um there's also adam pankey which i think is quite highly thought of that's gone that's been cut but will more than likely end up back on the practice squad mm. um so there's there's plenty of guys around that can do it um, but I think yeah, when when they need to open up a spot, I think one of the one of the uh, running backs will go. Um, somebody on the line there will probably have to go as well. Yeah, like I hear an awful lot of talk about Montrevious Adams, and he's going to be then moved, you know, onto IOR because there's all these rules with injured reserve and pup, 
is that if you if they're not on pup in the preseason, well then you can't activate them to the active roster in the regular season similarly with ior is that i think they have to start on the active roster then be put on ior to be able to be activated off it so i tried to do a bit of digging on that to see exactly what the rules are and you know because look it's one of these things that yes i'd love to be stand over and say oh i'm an absolute expert but some of the stuff depending on where they do it and especially it's changed over the years so the the ior list rules are is that only players with a major injury who are placed on it um after sort of there's a certain deadline that has to hit just before the season you have to be put on that with a major injury to be able to react to be reactivated after so the people that we see on the pup and on ior uh on the current roster is joe carriage is on injured reserve at the moment um on the pup list is vince beagle so the rules with vince beagle and dimitri goodson is going to be because they're both on the pup is that they definitely cannot enter the active roster for six weeks now so they cannot play for the first six weeks of the regular season so if anybody's excited to see uh, vince beagle all the badger fans out there you're not going to be able to see him till after week six so he can be activated off pup um in after six weeks but then there's like a three-week period i believe that he has to be able to practice and if he doesn't practice again then well then they can't use him for the rest of the season so it'll be interesting to see you know did they bring back vince beagle and Demetri goodson can they make that recovery within the six weeks and come back uh, before that window closes or what's going to happen um so montrevious adams is meant to be a player who has an injury so what they're going to do is is that when they bring a mad brooks in they're going to move montrevious adams then onto ior because he started on the active roster then being put on the ior so they can reactivate him again so that's yep. important um but as you said Ryan, like it is interesting to see what type of moves happen between now and then because there's an awful lot of talent being released around the league and here's my theory and i think just what i was going on to say as well but like billy Connolly, i veered off um is that this with the amount of free agents that we've brought in you know on with the tight end position on the offensive line and defensive line um and you know and, and then with a mad brooks addition this doesn't seem like ted thompson to me this seems like elliot wolf like is that ridiculous well, I, is it a wolf in ted's um, clothing yeah, nicely put. I, th- I think, no, though, I think Ted is still very much in control of things. But, yeah, he's certainly doing things differently. As you said, he's, the additions that have been made, um, that we even saw a trade today uh, with, with um, J. Rowan Elliott, I think, being swapped for a seventh-round pick. Um, but also to cut three of his draft picks from this year, which is something that normally he just, out of pure stubbornness, it seems, sometimes mm. sticks with his draft picks because that's who they went for. Because, obviously, we spoke about Yancey and Dupree, being being cut but Kofi Amicha as well yeah so Kofi Amicha we've we've kept that many offensive linemen and you're telling me he's not even in that group you know now okay he's probably going on to the practice squad if he doesn't get picked up but that 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 there is a different feel to it and I wonder if we're finally getting to that point where it's a win now attitude and it kind of makes me wonder who else we might look to pick up now as I said earlier I've got a couple of names here I don't know if you've got anybody in mind in particular Certainly one that I saw after the Seahawks picked up Richardson this week uh, from the Jets on on a rather strange... I mean, the Jets are going for it, aren't they? <laughs> we, we really need we need a hashtag. I mean, the, the, the Colts a few years back, they had suck for luck mm. and it worked. Jets need something there. They've got to come up with something. But they're being about as obvious as they can to try and get the first pick next year. Yeah. Um, so obviously Robinson goes over to the Seahawks and the Seahawks then in turn... Uh, release Ruben 
the defensive tackle. Okay, now he's quite a force. Uh, I think he's a pretty decent player. He started most of the games over the last couple of years he's been there. He probably would have continued to play this year had it not been for that trade. Yeah. There's a name there. I'm not saying we'll go for him, but it's, you know, someone you could potentially look at. Um, also, bearing in mind we're playing Seahawks week one, um, you know, bit of a Patriot-style move to bring someone in to get the load up. Um, but why not? Um, but there's other people across the league. There's other uh, defensive tackles. Uh, I think Bears just released a guy called uh, Jay Howard. Um, but then Arizona have released guards. You know, there's other teams across the league releasing releasing guards all over the place. Hmm. Uh, there's a number of players now to look on. So I kind of still feel whilst there's a whole bunch of guys cut it, it it's really not the, the end of this roster. You know, it's, it's, this is not set. Um, th- there's going to be quite a lot of changes, I think, in the run-up to week one. Yeah, and like there's an awful lot of fodder there to be released. So if you look at the 10 offensive linemen, uh, there's a great piece actually on the flagship site, Packers.com, by Mike Spofford. Have him on the podcast. He's a great dude, super knowledgeable. Uh, he says that, you know, with the 10 offensive linemen, this is the most that they've kept at the position since 2010. But I think that's because that could potentially change. We could see one of those guys being dropped for someone else coming back in. Another actually really interesting piece that Mike Spofford raised was, is that there's two undrafted rookies, which is cornerback Len- Lindsey Pipkins and our punter yep. Justin Vogel, who I saw on, on the preseason coverage, everyone got really excited about his hang time. Um, who doesn't like a good man's hang time so they're both undrafted rookies and Ted Thompson has had an undrafted rookie on the squad every year dating back to 2005 so every year of the Ted Thompson era which is pretty interesting Ryan right that people actually do get a shot well I think as well it gives that belief is it something about just giving belief to those guys I mean if you were an undrafted free agent joining the Green Bay Packers and they had never had an undrafted free agent guy on the team for the past 20 years Mm. What belief does it really give you that you can make it? I don't know. Is there always something about, you know, every year they've got at least one guy on the team? Yeah. Then it gives you that real drive to be that one guy on the team, you know? And I, I wonder if there's a bit of that. Pipkins I really like. Um, I'm almost going to, in fact, I am going to, I bet you a pint of spotted cow that Justin Vogel is not the punter come week one of the season that we'll have picked up a cut punter from somewhere else in the league I will take you up on that and you owe me a spotted cow because I believe as poor as Kevin King has been at times and as dynamite but as poor as he's been throughout the preseason your boy Reggie Gilbert not in the squad bro no no he is not uh, was cut along with a bunch of other look, right, let's, let's have a look at that actually now you've brought that up because uh, I like how your memory is good at times um <laughs> <laughs> go on so who, all right who who out of the cut players then uh, i mean obviously I, I thought reggie gilbert may be able to do something he may still hang around the practice uh squad but uh, there's there's a couple of guys in there there's a few names in there that i see that i feel sort of bad for that i felt I had a good preseason. is there anybody for you that sort of stands out on those names um uh, no because the quarterbacks obviously callahan <laughs> no, and hill right well the one yeah. that kind of stands out to me is jordan trip i mean i thought he did pretty yeah. well and to see him go um, especially at the position that we need him. Yeah, I think he's suffering injury though, isn't he? Yeah. Is it, is it concussion or what? Yeah, he is, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, J. Rowan Elliott, so the fact that he's been traded off to the Cowboys, especially for a seventh round pick, has really shocked me, especially at that position, which makes me think something might be cooking because Clay Matthews apparently is carrying an injury. Nick Perry, we've seen uh, carry an injury. Uh, Joe Thomas, I believe, was carrying some sort of an injury. Uh, J. Rowan Elliott has got shipped off so mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and it makes it, me feel. It makes me feel like that almost sews up with what's going on at add, adding the the edge rushers uh, or the outside linebackers. Sorry, mm. um, that it probably almost cements Clay Matthews in the middle. Yeah. Or am I reading too much into it? No, because I, was, I don't know why yeah. you'd bring all these guys in if you were going. You, you're not going to demote Clay Matthews, and I know people have got their opinion on him. Mm. Uh, but as I've said, you still start that guy because he he warrants a respect on a field, and he warrants. Um, almost planning for and I tell you what if he gets a chance he's going to cause trouble this year uh, as he has done in all the past seasons it's just that people you know want him to be that 2010 Clay Matthews every game yeah. you know so um, he's still important so I wonder if that does mean that he's cemented as a, as a middle linebacker this year look Clay Matthews is like Irish soccer alright it's where you know we used to be good we had dreams and we had the we're all part of Jackie's army, right? You know, that whole Jackie Charlton era. And um, people just can't get over it. That was the last heyday, really, of Irish football. And people keep looking back to it. I think Clay Matthews is that. I saw an article on a Packers website that said, Matthews and Nick Perry, probably the best tandem in the league. No, they're not. I mean, Matthews, I like Clay Matthews on the inside. I think it's the same as what happened to Charles Woodson later in his career, where he switched positions, um, you know, and his role became different. I think we have to do the same with Clay Matthews. And I think that... You know, when you look at the amount of money that matches being played, he certainly warrants being, you know, a, a more dynamic player. But to see where his rankings actually were in the real mm-hmm. world last season, it certainly doesn't warrant the contract. And he's getting more and more injured as he gets older, which is only normal for an older player. So I don't mind that Clay plays on the inside and we have some of these guys playing on the outside. But the thing is, as I mean, that said, Ryan, we don't have to play Clay on the inside at all times. I mean, he's an adept. No. Well, I say adept, but like, you know, you can play him um, as an outside linebacker on certain yeah, downs. You know, like who yeah. who cares? You know, like you can bring other people in and, you know what I mean? And then we have this whole nitro package and all the rest. I mean, we're doing some pretty strange stuff on defense. Yeah. So why not play him outside or inside? This is the thing. At the times last year, we had one defensive lineman, strictly mm. lineman, didn't we? And then we had a whole bunch of, you know, linebackers and, and, and uh, secondary players and all the rest. Yeah. Things will be different. Um, it'll be played wherever they feel they can they can get a matchup issue whatever you know it, it, it'll be okay um, I think the only other player that I, I saw go down that uh, obviously I was a bit upset about Max McCaffrey I thought he did a really really nice job yeah um, and I think probably if he was in any other franchise right now he would have made the 53 uh, because you know there's many teams that could use a player like that um, so I, I think you know especially as when and you know how much I love Jared Aberderis He's just made the Lions roster. Yeah. You know, um, I think Max McCaffrey, if he was at a franchise like that, that just didn't have the depth that we have at receiver, he would make a team. So, you know, hopefully he does find a team and get to play um, or he sticks around our practice squad or something. So that that was one. I quite liked Ray Sean Pringle as well. Mm. Um, I thought he did a nice job. So hopefully he sticks around the practice squad. And then there's one guy I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad has gone for only one reason in that I won't have to keep practicing his name because Josh... Let Letuliganosa. See, I did a really great job of that. I yeah. don't know how you say that. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm not really glad you've gone, obviously. And good luck to you in your future. But it does mean now I probably don't have to say that name again for the rest of the season. Letuliganosa. Yeah, it sounds kind of sexy. But you know who I'm disappointed at is A. Panky. Um, a. Panky, uh, who's the son of Hanky. And uh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, and here comes the story about how he's from uh, from from Ireland, yeah? yeah. Well, you know, Hanky Panky was from 
Ireland. There's been known to be a lot of hanky-pankies around Ireland. It's why there's been so many kids in the Catholic families. But anyway, um, I think we should get off hanky-panky and off the 53-man roster. Let's keep our ears and eyes peeled. Do follow the group at UK Packers on Twitter for any updates as to who's been cut and who's been let go because it's a very fluid situation at the moment. And I'm glad that we have it on tape that Ryan is going to be getting me a spotted cow in Green Bay. I'm going to enjoy that when I get there. So let's talk a little bit about that then, Ryan, because we're likely, we'll try, but we're likely not going to have another podcast until we come back from Green Bay. So we're going to try to bring some recording equipment with us when we go over to to try at least have one sort of you know as it happened podcast on the trip which will be fun um but so let's look ahead to the seahawks game you know or more so our trip let's say i mean it's i'm getting jittery now are you i don't want to talk about the seahawks game because uh their defense is obviously a scary thing i don't think their offense uh their offense is good Mm. um but the offense doesn't worry me as much it's so both teams have got a strength and they, they face off against each other so obviously Last year, our defense was slightly inferior to our offense, uh, and their defense is superior to their offense. So, if you see what I'm saying, it's it's just going to be which side of the ball can outdo the other. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a very difficult matchup. We're at home. I'd rather be playing Seattle at home in December um, because then I think it's a real a real advantage. Um, playing them at home in September is is you know no different to playing at their place, I guess. Um, but obviously there'll be that green and gold cauldron uh, be making plenty of noise and all the rest and we are going to be there yeah more importantly um, so the last time I went over we got spanked by the Dallas Cowboys and uh, I was I was pitch side as well I was is pitch side can you call it pitches over there field side field field side field side side over. yeah so I got to look <laughs> at him I got to see uh, Brett Favre slap ass him with Dak Prescott and so just Brett don't do that please um, you know we had that enough with you know the the resurgence or whatever they call them um christine christina michael last year uh so yeah we got smacked and you got a mad chargers game i think what happened was is that when you guys went over and we got that whole to the wire game with the chargers you know the luck was running out for the packers and when i went over it just solidified it so hopefully we can bring back the pain when we go over what i'll say is i think you'll remember that if if we went if you went again and we lost again, you would be banned from ever going back to Green Bay. Yes, so there's no on, pressure, no pressure on you or the Packers whatsoever there. Yeah, so we so. know Aaron listens to the podcast. So Aaron, if you can, play well, buddy. Um, we know you've been distracted by getting kissed by random fans in videos and then having... Do you see that video? Aaron Rodgers getting yeah. a smacker on the top of the head. Yeah. Of course he did because uh, we, we, we tweeted it out. I think you actually retweeted it out from the group account. Ryan, did you see that video that you tweeted yeah. out from the group account? Yeah, and quite frankly, if I had a chance to kiss him on top of the head as well, I would. Oh, you're going for it. So. I, I heard on the Wildey and Tao show, they discussed it and they said that, uh, one of the lads said, talk about pocket presence, is that he, apparently who was a Tao shirt said that he'd know Aaron and he'd know he'd be pretty pissed off about it. But because the camera was rolling and he knew it was there, because at the end he just looks up and gives a thumbs up to the camera, which to be honest with you is probably just going to encourage random ladies kissing them and fellas kissing them on the top of the head. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if he's giving a thumbs up, I'm going to give him a slobber in one. A five second Frencher, in fact. <laughs> yeah, you might get banned from the uh, from the locker room thing, but um, look. When are we flying out? Th- uh, I'm going Thursday. Yeah. You're going on Friday. Yeah. So if you are in and around Green Bay, please mm-hmm. come say hello. We'd love to meet anybody that uh, that knows who we are. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the whole of the UK and Irish Packers crew. Uh, there's about 30 of us. Would like to would like to meet you, share a beer, talk football, and uh, anything else Green Bay that we can. So make, try come and find us. We will be doing updates as much as we can um, yeah. from Facebook and from Twitter. Uh, probably trying to update which bar we're in next, um, or, or you know which sites we're going to see next, and, and all the rest of it. So um, if you are about, come say hello uh, and let's have a beer. And one thing that I absolutely hate is Snapchat. And the reason I hate it is, is because it's so boring, no one cares. I don't want to put up stuff about my life because I don't think anyone particularly gives a crap. And then I see people putting up like, went down to Tesco and got four litres of milk and also a package of Starburst. As if anyone actually cares. But we're going to be doing a Snapchat. So for the older listeners, uh, CC Steve Hale out there. Steve, Snapchat is kind of a, it's a video, but that sounds like a dig. Right, that sounds like a dig. Sounds like a dig. It was a dig. Sounds like a dig. Um, yeah. I don't, look, you started it. So, um, Snapchat, we're going to be doing a bit of Snapchat. We did have the group Snapchat, but ever since some uh, Dirty L one sent me a picture of her baps on my personal Snapchat, I kind of shut that thing down. So, we're going to be trying to start up the UK Packers Snapchat again. Um, I'm probably going to be, well, the two of us are going to be handing it off to somebody else to do it. Um, so, follow us on Snapchat. You should find us at UK Packers if the account is still open. Instagram at UK Packers Facebook you see where this is going at UK Packers Twitter at UK Packers and yeah we might be doing some Facebook live and some live podcasting as well we're going to be interviewing a current player and a legend player on the Friday we'll try put up some footage of that mm-hmm. right it's going to be Periscope yeah it's <laughs> it's going to be any, anything that we can find something that hasn't even been invented yet uh, Lickety Split or whatever they call it uh, we're going to be doing it on lickety-split.com. So is that not the uh, that's the strip club in a, in a- program that i'm watching at the minute so are you also watching that <laughs> program this, i'm not yeah. i don't even know where i know the word lickety split from what's it even called actually uh, thinking about it now it sounds kind of dirty as uh what's it called can't think it's on netflix there's a series on there right now and uh yeah he buys he buys a strip club obviously to launder his money what else do you buy one for oh ozark and, uh, is it or something ozark that's it i've heard yeah, about it i haven't seen it is, the, is actually that the name of the, the strip yeah, club lickety split or something like that. yeah <laughs> I don't know if this is going to make the podcast. I tell you what, guys, if you're out there listening, if you're out there listening, watch Ozark. It's good. Yeah. It's meant to be like the new Breaking Bad. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's cooler. Oh, man. Nothing's cooler. It's cleverer. It's smarter. More oh, intelligent. Oh, yeah, bitch. I mean, nothing breaks uh, breaks Breaking Bad. But I think uh, we've naturally meandered to the end of the podcast. So we don't know when you're going to hear from us next maybe some of us won't make it no that's going to be really grim if I say some of us won't make it back and one of us doesn't um, so we'll um, we might speak to you next week if we don't speak to you next week uh, stay we glued we didn't make it back we didn't make it back <laughs> stay, stay tuned to your uh, iTunes and all of the social media accounts and we speak to you there so from myself at NFL, from my old buddy my old pal at Ryan Peacock NFL follow all the groups at UK Packers it's goodbye till probably after Lambo. I'm off to Heathrow bye woohoo